Welcome to the Soaring Stories podcast, biz bestie style chats for teen entrepreneurs. I'm Anna, the owner of Anna Made Design Co., a handmade greeting card shop, and the founder of Soaring Together. Here, we'll uncover the stories of young business owners and talk about all things creative writing, marketing, and design. Let's go. Welcome back to Soaring Stories. Today's guest is an SEO expert who helps businesses show up on Google search. And I found Stephanie through Alexa Curtis and her Telegram group. So that was a really cool connection. And her work is fascinating. I've heard of SEO before, but I've never heard of like, how do you actually optimize it and make it so that it's working for you, that it's helping you get clients or whatever your business goals are. So SEO is something that you've probably heard of, but maybe you're like me, you're not quite sure how it works. So this conversation is for you. So Stephanie, will you introduce yourself? Just tell us a little bit about how you got started in this. Yeah, sure. So I've been doing SEO now 14 years, which might be aging me, but I've been doing it a long time. Um, So I started out at my college. I just had an internship in my communications department. And she said we did SEO, but I don't know if we actually did SEO now that I like go back in time. But the first job out of college saw that on my resume because I put that. And then I got my first job out of that internship that I still don't think I did SEO for. So it just um, expanded from there. And then I moved into marketing, like overall umbrella marketing. Um, And then I came back to SEO um, and started my own business five years ago. What is SEO and how did you learn actually like how to do it? Yeah, so it's search engine optimization and it's not ads. So it's not any sponsored content. So when you type in a keyword, whatever you see in the top search results, there's probably a really good SEO person behind that to drive those results up. People generally don't tend to scroll. I do because I know there's probably some good content out there, but the majority of people are gonna, they want right away, right, what they want. So you need to capture them within the first three um, clicks. So um, that being said, it's it, it can be complicated to get into, right? It's like a lot of data. So if you don't like data and numbers, and I'm not talking like math, cause I don't like math, but like a lot of data with numbers, SEO is not for you because it's really, really data heavy. Um, You're constantly analyzing things. So I was told it's like the stock market, but because it kind of is, right? You're on the market, like SEO wise, like you can go up and down with your keywords, just like money can go up and down. So anyways, um, it's, you know, you need to like love it and dive into it and read a lot about it because it's constantly changing. So make sure that you're just always following top industry experts and staying up on what's going on with Google's algorithm. Um, What are they deprioritizing? What do you need to focus on for your SEO strategy? So you really need to stay on the pulse of it. And that's why I picked just doing SEO because it is so much. I could not be great at all marketing things if I tried to do it. So I just want to focus on SEO to be really great at one thing. And there's what, like 200 things the Google ranks for or looks at? Like, it's crazy. I mean, there's definitely, there's so many factors. I pick generally what I know because I've been doing it so long, the top few that I know really can drive helping your business get to the top. So um, I do, I I focus on those. And also I want to put this out there, like people hire people off of Fiverr and Upwork who say they'll get you on Google right away. Like first 
that is not possible. That is not accurate. No, no, no. So that's not something that I can do or is, is done in an ethical way. So I want to state that it is a long game. What kinds of clients do you work with and how, maybe if you could just give us like a couple tips to make your website rank higher for whatever keywords you're prioritizing. Yeah. So when I started in this, I live in the Seattle area, which is very tech heavy, right? So most of my clients were tech, I'd say 90%. And now as I've been doing it longer, they're all over the board, but I'd say now I'm like half tech, e-com, some other things mixed in with it. Um, so they're all over the board. I, I don't specifically, and I don't just do one industry. It just happened to be tech. And then, you know, it just expanded from there. Um, how to help your website rank better. One really easy thing to do is save your images. So you know how you can save it like one, two, three, four, five, how it does that, the JPEG, mm -hmm. save it as a keyword. So for instance, I would save my um, images SEO dash, so Google knows they're separated, SEO-Seattle-Expert.jpg, something like that. So you can easily, when you're uploading, save your images as a keyword. So what are you looking to rank for? So that's one thing you can do. Um, I can give you these like free tools that are great. So if you can run like a page speed score, it's a Google's um, own tool. It'll help you just see, oh, are, are you having some errors maybe with your images loading? Um, you can fix those. Those are really easy if you have a developer. So I'll send you these um, links, but just run mm -hmm. a quick like site audit. Um, and then something else to do is if you have competitors that you want to go after, you can always look at what keywords they're ranking for. It's in Google, my key, uh, the Google Keyword Planner tool. You just put in their URL and you'll see other keywords they're ranking for. So that can give you some content ideas maybe um, and some keywords to rank for. Um, like you can put them in your images, like I mentioned. How important would you say something like blogging is to having keywords on your site? Because that's something I've definitely heard, like reading the blog posts that come yeah. out on Pinterest is always like, you need to be blogging on your site to make sure you have that content. How accurate or how important is it to have blogs on your site? Would you say? That's super important. You need to know what keywords you want to go after for first though. So don't just start blogging, right? So like, look at the competitors, like I mentioned, see what they're ranking for. What keywords do you want to rank for? Then you can create a content strategy. I blog for all my clients. It's part of my, what I offer. Um, getting fresh new content on there is super, super important. So I uh, like, for instance, one of my clients is a maternity store. They really want to target women that just had babies. So like postpartum. So I go heavy on postpartum content. So I find different keywords around postpartum and draft different blog posts for them. So that's very important to be doing ongoing blogging. Okay, so we will definitely put those links in the show notes. So if you are listening, want to check that like competitor keywords or the site run test, we'll have that in the notes. But another thing, Stephanie, is that you're an adjunct professor, which is really yes. cool. So yes. tell us how did that happen and what do you teach at that college? Yeah, so at the University of Washington, um, I, that's where I went and got my bachelor's and my master's. So I teach in the master's of communication and digital media. It took me a year to pitch them. So I'm not sure I would have actually got that job if I hadn't gone there because I'm not somebody super high up at Microsoft or one of those. I'm just like this random person. So it took me a year. I pitched them and I teach SEO 101 there. 
So it's all new to them. They don't even know what SEO is. So it, I still think they don't know what SEO is. <laughs> That's really cool that like these types of digital marketing classes are getting taught at the college level. Yeah, it's a, it's a good pairing to go with other marketing, right? Um, I think SEO is just always left behind or the last mm -hmm. thing to think of. And people just don't know. So it's been a great offering. Yeah, for sure. I asked you a little bit before, like, who are your clients? But can you tell us a little bit more about, like, how does your business work? Or what sorts of packages do you offer to people to help them with their SEO? Yeah, I work with a lot of uh, women's small owned businesses. That's not just what I do. But that has become like a lot of you know, startups don't know what SEO is, but they know they need it. So they come to me and I've just developed a really good referral network for that. Um, so like I mentioned, I have a lot of tech, tech startups and I'm getting e-com startups, but majority of them are e-com because they really, I work directly with the CEOs. So that's what I do. I like to work directly with the CEOs. Um, I think it's hard when there's like a middle person involved to get approvals. So it's really nice to just work directly with that person. Um, so I have different packages. You can sign hourly with me. You can do a month with me. You do three months or six months. That's when you get um, discounts. And I offer training. So just like I teach, I do the same thing for clients. So they pick what pages they want to optimize. I give them homework. They come back for the next training. And um, I grade, grade them is not the right word, but we like talk through it. Like what I, what I think. So those are different ways I um, help clients. What would you say is your favorite thing that you get to do in your business? Make decisions. Okay, tell <laughs> us more. I mean, anyone that's worked corporate or, you know, for someone else understands the like command chain of command, right? So somebody like, for instance, right now I'm, I'm in the process of developing a product. I am the one that gets to make all the decisions on that. Do I like that color? Yes. Can I pay for this? Yes or no? Like it's all me. Everything's me. I'm the final say. So I love it. It's super empowering. Um, I can't talk enough about how I'm so glad I'm not in corporate anymore. Yeah. But I mean, I've only really worked for myself doing my like greeting card shop. I've worked at like a coffee shop too. But I've never worked in that corporate thing where you have like managers and so many people that have to approve whatever project or idea you want to start. So I yeah. can definitely see where like in SEO, you might have a blog post idea or something and you need so many yeah. layers of approval when you're not the one making the decisions and in charge. Yeah, I can't do that anymore. Like that's not I've been laid off twice over the pandemic, too. Mm -hmm. So, uh, And I was also working on my own business full time. And then I was like, screw this, like. Next time I got laid off, I was like, I'm, I need, this is what I'm doing full time. <laughs> okay. So that's super interesting. When you were laid off and you were like, this is, needs to be my full-time thing. I need to make a full-time income off of this business. Yeah. What did you have to do to take that from like a side hustle to actually being full-time with it? Well, it took about four years. Um, I knew that was going to happen. And the last time, right before I was laid off, I was actually planning on quitting two months after that I was saving. So I was hustling, 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 like 40 hours a week there, 40 hours a week there, kind of maybe like 80 on mine, 20 on anyways. Um, so I was just putting away all my money I could because I knew I needed to quit. And I kind of knew um, layoffs were coming. And, you know, you get that email on a Friday morning and I saw it. 
I had a, it was the same company because it was the same company that laid me off the first time, then rehired me. And then I knew, cause I knew the cycle of what was going on. So I was like, Oh, they're going to lay off again. And I was part of that. So I told my husband, I was like, I just got laid off. He's like, are you okay? No, I'm totally fine. But now I'm never going to work for anyone again. So they expedited that. Have you faced any challenges in starting this thing or growing this thing? And what advice would you give to young people who want to do service-based businesses like you're in right now? Accounting. Figure out a good bookkeeping software. I am not an accountant. It is hard. Um, I also recommend that I need to do, and I'm going to do for my new clients, is in your software, set up reoccurring billing. So you don't have to keep doing, going in and manually doing it yourself. I, uh, I struggle with that, to set that up. Um, and so I recommend doing that. So you're not constantly like putting a note in your calendar like I do. Bill this person. Make sure you do that and find a strong network of like-minded people. I can't tell you how many Slack groups I'm a part of for different reasons that help me. You know, a client's not billing me. I need help. I just want to vent. I'm having a good day. You really need a strong support system um, behind you because I don't know if I'd be here if I didn't have all this. You know, like Alexis, great. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Um, glad I have her. She's part of my, you know, community. So get a community for sure. It may sound cheesy or you've heard of it. It's really true. Yeah. And you don't have colleagues when you're working for yourself most of the time. So, I mean, I that's part of the reason I started this podcast was to be able to have yeah. colleagues per se, or like business friends that I can talk to about these things. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they know it as well as you do because you all mm -hmm. are service-based. You know, I was just reading today on the Slack channel, somebody hasn't gotten paid in three months. I've dealt with not being paid. Um, so it's, it's really refreshing to be able to, and help, right. Offer your opinion. This is what I did. So, and get a good person to look at your contracts. Mm -hmm. Good person to look at your contracts. I did not do that well in the beginning. Yeah. All the legal stuff and the money stuff is like yeah. not usually what we're super good at, whether it's like a creative or someone who has an expertise in that specific thing, but so important to run an actual business. I just need to say it again. Like I struggle with it. It's really hard, um, but it's, it's important <laughs> to do for sure. Well, thank you so much, Stephanie. Can you tell us where we can connect with you and find you on Instagram? Yeah. So I just rebranded myself. I am Mrs. SEO. And on Instagram, it's Mrs. underscore SEO underscore because Mrs. underscore SEO was taken and Mrs. SEO altogether was taken. I'm neither of those. So that's on Instagram. And then on um, LinkedIn, I am just Stephanie Long. Um, right. I don't know this page. So yeah, you can just find me there. Perfect. Thanks for listening to this episode of Soaring Stories. If you want to stay connected until next week, join my newsletter at the link in the show notes. And if you haven't already, write a review of the show on Apple Podcasts.